Hi, and welcome to the Canine Translators Podcast. This podcast is dog trainers talking about dog natural training and all things dog behavior. We are your hosts, Tara Sturmer. And Laura McClure, head behavior trainers at Canine Working Mind. Our facility is located in Austin, Texas. Our goal in this podcast is to help, to help our species understand canine communication and their behaviors. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas about future podcasts, please email us at info at caninetranslators.com. That's info at the letter K, the number nine, translators.com. And I always like to have her do it because I always screw that up, as, yeah. my, as the <laughs> listeners know. So, um, we are super excited today. I got a good friend of mine to agree to come on the show and <laughs> sit back and chill out and talk to us about daycares. Um, so I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I've known you for how long? Oh man. It's been a really long time. A long time. time. <laughs> because you even groomed one of my I know. dogs. It was a really long time ago. ago. So before I opened Dogtown. It's sure. got to be about 17 years. Yeah, because we've been open for about 16. So, so yeah, so I've known Becca for 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I was introduced to Becca through Dirty Dog. Yes. The grooming facility that I came down to Texas and started working with. Um, and... Yeah, then we found out Becca had a daycare, and I was super excited about that. I worked, I've worked with, I think, just about all your all of my all, all of my personal dogs <laughs> except for Tula, the little one. Uh, yeah. Oh, she's just perfect. Oh, so, <laughs> she's Becca, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I have Austin Dogtown Boarding and Daycare, and it's in South Austin, and I run it and own it. It's with myself and Lori Malter, and. We have been in business for over 16 years now, and it's been quite a journey. Yeah. Um, We've seen a lot of different things over the years. Started off obviously small and have seen the growth. I mean, really hit it at the right time, starting before the dog industry boomed. Yeah, boomed here in Austin, before everything boomed in Austin. Yeah. but yeah, it's been a great journey, and we feel very lucky to still be doing this and to be doing it the way we want to, um, mm-hmm. and the way we feel is safe and um, and happy for the dogs, right? And for the staff and for us, right? Yeah. Well, we just want to make sure our staffs are safe, yeah, and enjoying it, right. and and so that means keeping the dogs happy, and again. Setting, trying to set everyone up for success right. uh, across the board. Absolutely. So um, now, what when you when you started it? Mm-hmm. Did you? What was your idea when you first started? Well, originally, when I first started, it was just I wanted to create a place where I would feel comfortable. Kind of, I feel like like everyone, I would feel comfortable leaving my dogs because I never left my dogs to board any anywhere. And boy, um, and I was able to create that and it has been just like y'all's business i mean my baby my heart and so <laughs> everyone's had tears everything is this really my baby <laughs> yes, yeah, i mean yes, just a little bit but <laughs> it's a little protective it, it does you know but getting into it and starting it you know i had the general idea of how to do things and Lori came into it a few years later and i couldn't do any of this without her but you have to you realize quickly too that you need help and I remember very early on and I think we came, well, I think I came to you with my personal dogs too because boy did I realize I was <laughs> creating little monsters with my personal dogs but it, it makes you you know you go into that and you want to not create little monsters for your customers right yeah. 
Right, um, and that's a good point because last week we talked about the pros and cons of daycare and yeah. some of the bad behaviors they can come up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it depends on the dog, too, um, whether it brings out bad behavior. I mean, because some dogs, so many dogs, are perfect at home and then come to daycare. And even if we have a lot of boundaries and rules, they're pushing it. They push it and push it and yeah. push it. And we always communicate with the parents. And sometimes I feel like we're a little bit crazy that we're. Over, we would rather over-communicate than under-communicate, though, but we want to let people know if their dogs are having certain behaviors. And it doesn't mean they can't eat. And that's not, a lot of cases. It doesn't mean they can't come or anything, but we want them to know, yeah. hey, this is what we're seeing. We want you to know. Right. Honesty uh, is so important, and that's that's a yeah. big key for us. That's why we absolutely love Austin Dogtown, because honesty is a big key a lot of times. Communication. Yeah. yeah. Right. A lot of times. You know, uh, some of our clients will go to doggy daycares, not Dogtown, but uh, right. they'll go to daycares and they come and say to me, well, I mean, the daycare always brings the dog out and says, the dog was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll ask, like, do you get anything else? Like, do they say it? Like, have they given you any extra? And from No, they just said they were good. I'm like, well, okay. Like, I, I know not every dog is an right. angel all the time. So I- anything else? No. And it depends, too, and every daycare is set up differently but one thing with us is the dogs are out and about with each other pretty much all day long we give them breaks as needed depends on the dog and we always Mm -hmm. tell parents that too we don't say your in fact we say your dog has to be okay to be crated for a short period of time if needed yeah because unless every occasionally there are those rescue dogs that have some terrible credit trauma, but then they need to be okay in a room by themselves. They can't be jumping on the doors and all of that. Freaking out. Because dogs need to reset. We all need to reset. Yeah. Humans need reset time. So dogs definitely need reset time. And that's, you know, that's a biggie for me too. As you know, I'm super strict with boundaries and rules. Thank God. <laughs> it's made my life so much better. I would love not to have crates in my living room, but guess what? Yep. They're just part of the decor yeah. and yeah, for the rest of my life. And rules and boundaries make your life so yeah. much easier, and it makes the dogs happier. But a lot of places will let the dogs just stay out for eight hours at a time, mm-hmm. uh, regardless, and they just they, they come home, they're super frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because they don't get that break that it's y'all get. Stimulating. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. it is super important that they get the break during the day. Even here, when we do day school, we don't do daycare because we don't do the correct things. Yeah, uh, you know me. Right. I'm uh, too yeah. militant. Thank <laughs> goodness, it's no more. Or it has saved one of my dogs. Yeah. So. <laughs> but the day school, um, when we do it, they come, they get their walks, and they come out and they do social time. But we do a very controlled one-on-one like on leash. But those are the types of dogs that have to come here for that. Yeah, and we send. Lots of dogs. <laughs> Do you, because there are certain dogs, too, that need to start. And we tell folks this as well. There are a lot of dogs that need to start in a smaller, more controlled environment. Yeah. Whether it be as small as you guys, where it's really controlled. Or even there are other daycares that have smaller playgroups. Like Taurus does smaller playgroups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they are they are up for more of the time. But they have smaller playgroups. And some yeah. dogs need that yeah and a lot of dogs need that before they can come to a big playgroup too because it's just right. too overwhelming right yeah. right and it's yeah. just setting them up for success right. to if to they can even small. handle that. yeah exactly yeah. now your place has an enclosed room with glass and uh mm-hmm. so you can watch them uh other yes. people can watch as well 
I love that. Yes, and we do it now. Since COVID, we don't have any customers come in the building. I mean, they can come in the building, but for the most part, we don't because it does make the dogs go crazy. Right, yeah. because they think they're going home. Yeah, and then they and we try to explain to people that it's for the safety of the dogs. Yeah, that we don't want people walking through and stuff. It's not we're not hiding anything. You're what we we always say people are welcome to come. We just have to have. All of the dogs put up safety. You know, safety. it's so funny because yeah. we get a lot of slack about that because of the way we board. When, right. when we do stay and train or boarding, yeah. uh, a lot of people will say, uh, well, I want to come and visit my dog. And right. I say, well, you can't. You can't. Yeah. And it just takes everything people, out. You're hiding something. Well, no. no, because here's the thing. Your dog sees you. They think they're going home with you. Then you leave. Right. It takes another three days for the dog to reset if they can. Sometimes yeah. they can. Yeah. Yeah. If the dog wants to display in another dog, I think you'd probably be stuck in that situation. Oh. You've got a dog in a daycare yeah. group. An owner comes in to stand behind the window and gawk at the group, and then their dog goes, "Oh my God, I got to show how strong mm-hmm. I am to mm-hmm. prove myself to their owner." Right. Yeah. And, and they'll react on right. another dog that they don't normally do that, or other dogs will do that, or dogs just want to. It just brings the energy up too yeah. much. It throws everything off. Things off. So the dog, it's just not safe. Right. It is. It is not safe, and that's yeah. uh, that's why we love you, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, because uh, as we were saying last week, that day school is something that we structure a lot mm-hmm. for those dogs that need that kind of structure, and daycare can be a good option for some dogs, mm-hmm. but not all dogs. And it doesn't mean your dog is a bad dog, we right. promise. There's, um, you know, and it, it, it varies by dogs. Some dogs it has to do with if they're too shy and it's too overstimulating for them. And some dogs don't enjoy playing with other dogs either. Yeah. My dogs in general, granted they come to work every day so they're so like over it all, but they just hang out. They don't. They don't want to engage. They only like playing with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that's a good example. We have the same thing with our dogs. Mm -hmm. We use our dogs every day. Right. They work every day. They work very controlled in our situation. Yeah. But even if we take our dogs off leash in our Mm -hmm. day school social setting, Mm -hmm. our dogs don't interact with them. Most of the time they ignore them and just walk around. Yeah. Chloe always just goes and lies down. She has like certain spots that she just goes and sits down. Or she'll go and look for me. Right. Which... Is another reason why the parent can't be at a daycare or a training in, mm-hmm. in a board and trade situation because it ruins the mindset of yeah. the dog. But the other situation is some dogs who do love to play with other dogs, it can be overstimulating. Yeah. And it just causes, it can cause them to react on other dogs or just to behave differently than they normally do. And it's not the dog's fault. It's just that it's not the right setting for the dog. And we have to say, which many times is not popular, but we have to say this isn't a good fit. It doesn't mean your dog is a bad dog, but we have to think of the safety of the pack as a whole. Right. And that's honestly where it comes down to at any point in time is the safety of the pack as a whole. And that can even include some dogs have like anxious barking or stuff like that. But if the dog is going to bark all day, it does. It throws the whole pack off. And yeah. it's stressful. And by the time that dog goes home, it might have stress. And it's, and it's not good for the dog. No. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not. It's too, it's too traumatic. And, you know, we have, you know, the, the social dogs that are not looking to pressure each other, mm-hmm. they're going to lay down mm-hmm. and just hang out and relax. The and, yeah. yeah. Not every dog does like it. We, uh, we're, we constantly stress that. Right. Um, there are some dogs that 
absolutely love it and they can play properly right don't yeah. that's another thing is you have to it's a constant and our staff is trained and we are constantly reinforcing it with our staff but you know the, the proper pain we're not going to bite next yeah we're not going to play too rough mm-hmm. because all it takes is one little thing to have that Set escalate yeah. to the next thing and it's just rude yeah but also you're just teaching rude behavior yeah right? and, and it, it's good because then if it's being reinforced like with y'all then when that dog goes home mm-hmm. they weren't having improper play reinforced at daycare that then is right. put out with friends or family's dogs well i do this at daycare all the time so i can play rough with these dogs so it's at least helping to try to set them up for success even at home and we with proper discuss play. it with parents too if they have siblings at home we mention to them you know do they play rough with their siblings at home and if, if they do, and a lot, most of the times the parents don't realize it. I mean, I know I used to let my dogs, but I can't even. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 oh, you just stopped yourself. I mean, how bad? <laughs> not my dog. I mean, this has been 15 or 16 years ago, but how rough? We called it fighty bitey. Well, fighty bitey was yes. very inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to tell them not to let them, even though they're just playing, they then they also bring that behavior to daycare. Yeah. And another, their friend dog might may not, not like it. Yeah, they might not want to do that kind of play. Right. And most, 99% of the time, the parents are very appreciative. Like, oh, I didn't realize that. You that know, that was inappropriate. How do I do it? How do I stop it? What do I do? And most of the times, it's just redirecting. And right? that's why we have even like a whole seminar on proper play. Yes. Because well, that's... that's I've a, been to all the seminars. <laughs> <laughs> because it's important. Most people don't yeah. know. They have no idea what proper play even looks like. But And, and I will say that I have, over the years, taken all of that into the daycare setting. And it makes such... A difference, and yeah. I've even brought staff to uh, various seminars before COVID too, because it, it does. It makes a really just little things make yeah. a big difference mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah, boundaries and how to how to communicate oh, with the dogs. We love boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> because in a setting where you've got a whole bunch of dogs out, if you don't, and they still they're still not acting like I mean they're still little lunatics a lot of the times. But you, if you don't have those boundaries there. You're just gonna get run over. You're by gonna the lose dogs. control. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's not safe for anyone. Right. Yeah. So, do you separate the large dogs and the small dogs? We do size and temperament, and then it kind of depends too. If we have, there are some bigger dogs that enjoy being with the smaller dogs, but the smaller dogs aren't always more mellow. So it depends. And if the dog is over a certain size, they can't be with the small dogs anyway because they'll hurt them. Yeah. They'll hurt you they're just. <laughs> If you got a big hole that they'll, doesn't they'll pay just attention, squish them. Yeah, the melted chocolate chip cookie of Vincenzo. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and you just also don't know sometimes until you know a dog really well. You just don't know, and so it's so it's size and temperament. But there's a lot of thought that goes into that. Yep. Too. Yeah. And do y'all do like a? If you have a new person come in, mm-hmm. do you do like a test day where y'all can kind of get to know the dog? We do a full day evaluation of day, so a full day of daycare because it takes that time for the dog. And yeah. oftentimes it takes even more than that, but it, it takes at least the full day for us yeah. to get to see the dog interact in the environment. We can identify some quick things if it's not a match. Yeah. And then there are some dogs that are super shy or parents are trying to get them to come out of their shell. It's hard to tell on that first day whether that dog's going to come out. And sometimes it'll take several visits and we'll say it's still, and we'll let parents know, you know, I, I don't know that she's happy or that this is working, you know, because we want the dog to be happy. And then sometimes we had this little dachshund recently 
who was just so shut down when he first came in and nervous and just not really that nervous, but just kind of didn't want to interact. Well, he just boarded for 12 days. I've never seen a dog have that much fun. And it was so cute and fun to see it come out of its shell. And what it really took was playing in the water. And once he realized there was a fun game for him, then he got so confident with the other dog. It was like... It's those kind of things that are such like a feel good right. deal. Yeah, right. Because uh, you see great progress and the yeah. dog actually enjoys himself. Yeah. And it's with those shy dogs, it's giving them confidence. Yeah. Not babying too much. Yeah. Which is it's our a- biggest challenge sometimes to communicate to folks is I promise you you're not being mean, but act confident. And then like when we bring dogs inside, I promise we're not being mean that we're not babying them, but we just slip a lead on and bring them inside the door. Yeah. Right. And a lot of our clients are always, when they come to see us, they're always like, so, you know, if I go someplace and they just take my dog and don't say anything, I kind of think that they're going to be mean. And I'm like, no, they're well-versed in dog. Yeah. And it's because, and for the listeners out there that don't know, yeah. because we are a group of people. And who I did We know. I, mean, I right? didn't know. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, for the listeners that don't understand what we're talking about, when you go to a grooming facility or a boarding facility uh, or daycare, even the vet, even the yeah. vet and the, they come over to grab your dog, if they come and grab that leash right out of your hand, start talking real high pitched mm-hmm. to your dog, they sound anxious. Yeah. Now, if you say, as an owner, it's okay, I'll be back. It's fine. I'm, it's I'll okay. Stay, baby, it's okay. Yeah. Right. Then your dog goes, holy shit, you're worried about I'm it too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, going to I'm about to die. Like, yeah. they're just taking me right. away, and, and I'm never going to see you again. You have a high-pitched whine, yeah. just like an anxious yeah. dog. So really important that um, animal care staff, be it a daycare, training mm-hmm. facility, boarding, or vet, it takes the leash. You mm-hmm. hand the leash. This is a biggie. Hand mm-hmm. the leash to the person. Mm-hmm. Person's just just letting them right. take it right out of your yeah. hand. If if they if an owner hands the leash to uh, animal field staff, mm-hmm. then you're giving permission to, to go. Otherwise, that person is kidnapping you. Right. Right. So think about it. If if I were to say to my son, "Hey, Dodge, this is Becca. Mm-hmm. You can go with Becca." Right. Okay, mom said yes, but if I don't say anything and you come, and you just grab come over and wife, grab his hand and start right. walking off, right? He's gonna have a panic attack thinking you're trying to kidnap him. Same right. thing with the dog. So it's really important that you hand off the leash to the animal staff, and it's also really important to not think they're being mean. Mm-hmm. It is healthy and beneficial for us help, uh, animal staff to calmly and show that strength that mm-hmm. they will yeah, protect show the them. confidence. That's mm-hmm. that's basically what we always teach, right? Yeah. You have to protect your dog and show strength. Well, if I hand your, my mm-hmm. dog off, especially if the melted chocolate chip cookie, mm-hmm. if I handed them off to, and great example, Jess, right? The yeah, vet that we use. I love Dr. Mm-hmm. Jessica. But if I gave her the leash and she was like, it's okay, come on, he would be putting the brakes on going, mm-hmm. away am I walking with you? You can't possibly protect me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's got to yeah. have enough confidence that he can walk with somebody who's going to go, we're just going. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a learning thing for parents, too, because yeah. I even know, like when I dropped Chloe off to Morgan <laughs> Train, I mean, I always want put to myself in... Like, when parents are dropping dogs off to us, I'm like, okay, so I really get it. I get why they're having, you know, these little meltdowns. Yeah. Because it is hard. Yes. It's hard when you're leaving your dog, um, I mean, granted, two two weeks, although when she was gone, 
<laughs> kind of a peaceful two weeks, but we won't go And there. we would, we'd loved having her here. Yes. Well, and I can't even appreciate it. Because <laughs> she is a way better dog. She's the best girl. But she, is, she loves to learn. Um, but it's, it is, you just have to let go and trust that the You're handing them off to someone you trust. Yeah. 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 And it, otherwise, your dog's going to think you're just as worried. Right. And when, when dogs come for their first day, we email three or four hours later. We're not going to even wait the whole day. We, we send pictures. We email midday to let yeah. you know how it's going. That's and awesome. at the end of the day, we give you a recap. And, yeah. you know, we are always open for communication. We just don't necessarily do it. At the of time, you can ask questions. That's fine. You know, when we're assuming there's not eight cars behind you. Right. It's like yeah. kids' carpool line. Yeah. But... It's just a drop-off. We can't have all that talking, especially with nervous dogs. If it's a dog that's so used to it and whatever, what, they, yeah. they don't really care. But for the most part, if there's any anxiety in the dog, they are going to pick up on that from the owners immediately. Yeah. Right. The drop-off is the big part, right? So Yeah. It's uh, like person... taking the kid to kindergarten. You have to just... Push on point. You gotta go. Now, yeah. and the, here's, the, here's the hard part about the hesitation on drop-off, right? Yeah. So, again... From an animal standpoint, we get it from an animal professional standpoint, but from a listener standpoint, we might not get it. Right. And I say that because my wife has absolutely no animal yeah. experience, right? Yeah. So if, y'all, you could laugh, it's true, she I knows know. it, but if my wife were to drop the dogs off, it would be a hot mess because my wife is analytical and will ask every yes. question on drop-off, and the longer she sits there and yeah. asks the question, my dogs are going to go... Why are you so hesitant to mm-hmm. hand me off to this human? They're not understanding the full conversation that's going. So in their yeah. world, you're just standing there hesitating, making a decision whether or not you should hand them off. Mm-hmm. So the longer you wait at drop-off, mm-hmm. the more anxious the dog yeah. gets about the person they're with. Yeah. Yeah. And we do a lot of communication before drop-off to answer any questions and explain drop-off. I mean, we laugh because these notes... The notes Lori sends out are like so detailed, but it's to try to let people know, look, this yeah. is what we do so that you know we're not being mean when we say yeah. Yeah. this is going to be a quick process. We're just going to, you know, it's going to move fast. Yeah. Uh, and it makes a big difference. I know. Yeah. It's super hard for our clients too when they drop off. Oh, I know. Because it's even even <laughs> when I know everything, it's still hard, was hard when I'm dropping Chloe Come off. Come up, take bag. your dog, and, and we like, leave with them. Okay, bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> I do. You know. Yeah, yeah I, those, I get it. I get for it. For those yeah. people that have dogs that might have stranger danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the longer you hesitate. Oh yeah. The worse sure. it's the worse that stranger danger gets. Yeah. Sure. Um, if you just hand that leash off, turn your back, walk away, you're saying, "I'm good mm-hmm. with this person. Go ahead." Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then when you have your your groups of play, if you do start to notice that inappropriate Mm -hmm. play, how how do you handle that that kind of situation? It depends on the dog and on the situation. But for the most part, the first step is to put the problem, redirect the the one who's instigating the behavior. Usually we put them on a lead and we walk them around. Try um, to get their brain on top. Try to get... Focusing on something else, and then when that usually happens, the rest of the dogs just go off and start doing their own thing. thing. If they are so overstimulated, or if it's multiple dogs that are overstimulated, they get a five-minute crate break or a 10-minute crate break because they need to stop and reset their brain and 
99% of the time, then they come back out and they're like, okay, let's go. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just they need to stop and turn it off. Yeah. But and it's not an immediate like, sorry, your day's over. Oh, oh absolutely not. Um, yeah. You know, there are certain... There are certain behaviors, and that's what we try to identify ahead of time, is one, to stop behaviors before they escalate to yeah. that. And then there are going to be some dogs that, if they continually have the same behavior, if we can't stop them by redirecting, if we have to physically, continually physically remove them from a situation, it's most likely this environment is too stimulating. Right. Yeah. And that's great to hear, too, because, you know, I hope a lot more daycares right. follow that whole routine um, because I, I do know some daycares don't, and, right. yeah. you know, and they just keep trying and keep trying and keep trying until another dog gets hurt or the staff member gets hurt. And the whole point is to make sure that nobody gets mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's fine. Right. Yeah. Daycare should be fun for the dogs, not overly stressing them out. And if it is, then it might be, you know, this isn't a good option or you might need to seek professionals right. you and we do that a lot of times we say you know your dog this may work for your dog down the line but right now you need to start with a smaller group yeah you need and we also tell people our daycare is not a good first stop if your dog has never been around a group of dogs because mm-hmm. yeah. it's going to be too stimulating yeah um so how many dogs do you have in a group um, usually it's somewhere around 20 dogs in a group again depends on the dogs there's some dogs that act as two dogs there's some dogs that just mm-hmm. sleep in the corner so it kind of it kind of varies but it's going to be somewhere around between 15 and 20 dogs yeah, yeah. Um, and we rotate the groups around the facility all throughout the day so that they are getting even the ones that are sleeping are getting stimulation to go from point a to point b and mm-hmm. also we're constantly reinforcing those boundaries because everyone has to go we attempt to go slowly as we go through the gate, one at a time, all of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it helps keep everything under control. Yeah. You do door control at the gates? Yeah. Well, we try. Oh, girl. Well, we try. Awesome. You're not just opening the door oh, and letting it be yes, But yeah. also, even if they're not going to get, you know, react on one another or something, somebody's going to get trampled. Yes. Yeah. And that is the big thing. You yeah. know, it just... And, and dogs that, can hurt each other when they're literally just walking by each other. So you've got to <laughs> really limit the possibility. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Of and and I mean, it's a definitely a pet peeve of ours if we hear from any sort of mm-hmm. boarding or daycare place. We just open all the doors and everybody just goes out willy-nilly. And I'm yeah, like, God, oh, God. It's just chaos. Immediate, like, I'm videos, stressed. Yeah. Videos that you see on social media. Oh, yeah. just like... Everybody it, just goes. It legit makes my heart stop for a few minutes to yeah. make sure that everybody got through. Everyone got through and didn't get yeah. over each yeah. other and all yeah. of that yes. sort of thing. And so, you know, we try to do it where they come through one at a time. There's always dogs that aren't going to totally do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, right. But for the most part, we're doing the one at a time. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do one at a time, then you get put up when we're doing switches because we want to set the rest of the group up for success. Exactly. Oh no, we have we have a Slack channel and whatever, and they're at the beginning of the day, and most of the time the parents know too, because it doesn't mean your dog's bad. It just they can't handle the excitement. Right. But we have you know, without fail, at least five or six dogs that have to be put up mm-hmm. and let out slowly by themselves, so that they don't get overstimulated and run over. And there are dogs that are perfectly fine when they're playing in a group, but the minute you're moving from point A to point B, they'll start reacting on each other or something. It's like, again, not setting them up for success if you can't separate them and give them that chance to 
go. Yeah. So for you, I, I and again, I, we always hope as trainers right. that daycares are following that role because yeah. we do. Well, and especially with with the larger groups that you have, you yeah. have to have those boundaries, That's, and you have to have that those people that can keep those boundaries in, and not just okay. Well, one person's in charge of twenty dogs. Exactly. And it it wouldn't work also. We have the same dogs that come regularly, like, you know, on certain days of the week, so we're able to know their personalities. There are certain things that take place that make it possible for us to have larger groups. Otherwise, there it wouldn't be safe. And yeah. the, and the space that you have is really oh, yeah. large. And yeah. we have we have a large space, and we have several different spaces, so we can create different groups. And you know, the staff is constantly moving throughout the facility. How much? How many people do you have on staff? Um, good question. <laughs> She's uh, got a count in her head. Oh, not <laughs> you. Not you. Yeah, it varies. You know, twelve or thirteen, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's awesome. So uh, it's a lot of people to be able to yeah to monitor. I mean, granted, they're not all there at the yeah. same time, but usually yeah. there's five people there. Yeah. Uh, so that's a weekday. That's fantastic. Yeah. So again. Those are things that we discuss yeah. on our daycare mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, is when you're looking for an, a daycare, what are some of the questions to ask? About so it? we we usually tell people all the time, make sure that they have a good ratio of first people per dog. Mm-hmm. Um, we know of one specific place that um, you know, thirty dogs each mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. There's a like a fifteen by fifteen foot run outdoors. There's thirty dogs in each of those runs, mm-hmm. and there's one person. Yeah, watching that runs them. back and forth between the three. And to me, that gives me anxiety. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous as all yeah. hell because yeah. when, when fights break out, all three yeah. groups start fighting. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it's like you? Know, I mean, if, if a fight does break out, it, it for one thing, it's react quickly. Right. But you don't want it to spread right across because so, it's very stressful to dogs when they hear yes. that yeah. action and start. They don't show their strength. They look weak, so right. they have to join in. And we also always, each day, have a list of dogs. There are certain dogs, I mean, I'm not kidding, they sleep or they chill all day long, but we know if there's a fight anywhere in the facility, they will come out of nowhere mm-hmm. to jump yeah. into it. Yeah. And so the staff needs to be aware that if, you know, if a, and you have if a fight were to happen to break, yeah, then we have enough staff to handle that, staff. but then you would know... Oh, watch for that dog too. Yeah, yes. just uh, but that's the good thing about you know, and, and a reputable daycare is going to have a good ratio mm-hmm. of dog to people, not thirty dogs per person. Yeah, right. right. That's the that's the biggest thing for us as trainers. We're like, how many people do they have in that play group? Mm-hmm. How many dogs are in the play group? You know, um, if a fight breaks out, what's their protocols? These are the things that we discuss. When we talk about the proper play, like how do they manage proper play? Are they what are they okay with? And some, you know, places they'll be able to see like, well, I can see them on video and they're just running and jumping on well, top of each other and just bah, and I'm like, yikes. That's another thing, is it's good to have a lot of space, but if you with the amount of space you have, you have to think about, great, I've got a great amount of space, but if the dogs are running and playing, how fast could I get to the other side of the space? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yes. And that's what gives me anxiety when I see videos and dogs are playing chase. And we also don't even allow a lot of... We do have, you know... <laughs> and you'll see I'm going to fist bump. We have, fist bump we have cute videos of the dogs where they'll chase, yeah. you know, a little yeah. bit of running and chasing. But that is not something that goes on all day because that can that'll lead to fights. That'll escalate. Exactly. That'll lead. And there are certain dogs that, hey... 
you know, this dog can't go into our way back area because they do chase, you know, play, want all the other dogs to chase them. And again, doesn't mean they're bad dogs, but it means it creates an unsafe environment for the play group when they're in that area. Right, because yeah. daycare doesn't, it's not supposed to be, my dog's going to go and beat the daylights out of every no. dog. And yeah. um, so a lot of our clients that come to see us with dogs that have dog-dog issues mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. stranger danger um, or just... In general, they have uh, behavior issues. They ask us, you know, if I put them in a daycare, I want to look for a daycare. I could just let it run its energy out. And I'm like, that's not what daycare is. That's not what daycare is. Yeah. We want them lying on the ground quietly playing (laughs) with each other. Right. I mean, yes, they want to run and get energy out. But not parkour all day long. But not all day long. I mean, that should happen. A lot of times that will happen in the morning. The dogs, Mm -hmm. you know, do a little bit more running and that sort of thing. But then it's just... It's calm play. It's so we always tell our 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 uh, listeners, our clients, when a dog plays, a dog over nine months, and you know you've heard me yes. say this. Okay, dog over nine months, she's grinning at me. <laughs> um, you know, they're at that point. Anything under nine months, adult dogs have kind of a, a higher tolerance for a dog mm-hmm. under nine months because they're just they're learning. Still how to learning. Play. But over nine months, that's when adult dogs go, okay, now you need to stop and behave and show some manners. Yeah. So uh, a nine-month-old dog that's, or a 14-month-old dog, which is the age we usually see, like losing its brains, running around, biting the back legs of another dog, humping it, jumping on it, right, right, biting its neck, uh, going to throw it down. The owners think it's great because they're burning the energy, but they're not. It's, their brain is just going crazy. Yes. Yeah. They're not burning their energy, and the older dogs there are going to correct your dog. Eventually, they're going to go, and done. Mm-hmm. Right? So, uh, you know, a, a reputable daycare is going to stop that behavior, mm-hmm. so it doesn't come to the older dogs have to correct your dog, because that is going to build dog aggression. Right. Right. And that is where we have the challenges. Like, if we have a dog that has to be physically removed from a situation, you know, once, okay. But if they continually are not learning... To stop because again we're not going to get it to the level and occasionally it does a dog will correct another dog because well, it's going to happen of course mm-hmm. it's going to happen but you don't want it to get to the level where a, because it's going to lead to a fight mm-hmm. yeah um, but if a dog can't figure it out then our environment is not the right environment right it yeah. just needs to learn in a smaller setting or it may be that the group play some dogs just don't quite get it mm-hmm. and it may just be that the group play environment is not a safe spot for well them. and i do think that some clients that know that their dogs might have some behavioral issues uh-huh. whether it be with people or other dogs it's easy for them to go well i'll just send them to daycare and have the daycare right. people have to deal mm-hmm. with it uh, yeah. and and we then I don't have to handle it because right. I have plenty of plans. Oh, I don't walk my dog because they react all the time. I just send them to daycare. Right. I'm like, right. Mm, I'm pretty sure your daycare people, one, aren't behavior trainers. So right. they're not, they right. don't need to be dealing with that either. But then you're just, just screwing up everything else at that daycare. They have an awful lot of other yeah. dogs that they have to watch. And, yeah. and we... And we, our, our communication, we keep it, the communication super open from the very beginning, even from little issues, just because we want people to know yeah. what's happening. Because a lot of times it's something that they could be doing at home, little behaviors that they could be helping yeah. with. Or if it's getting bigger, we can't have a dog that's going to throw the whole pack off. Yeah. Um, 
And it, again, doesn't always mean the dog is a bad dog or anything like that, but we can't let a dog behave in a certain way to the detriment of a calm, safe pack. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what makes... we can't do what we do without that. And yeah. that's what makes daycares reputable because uh-huh. they're looking yeah. out for the whole yeah. group, yeah. not just the dog and the money. Right. Because right. yeah. we, we can't... You can't have a staff member just dedicated to your dog. Right. Um, because also then the other dogs see that they're like, why is you know that person only looking yep. just yeah. it throws it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's one of the things where if we have clients that come and they're like, well, I want to look into daycare, and I'm mm-hmm. like, your dog's not ready. Right. And I'll be o- open and honest that yeah. they are not ready for a daycare situation because daycare is very different than our day school. Right. If you yes. want to do something, I'm more likely going to recommend doing day school with us first to start it, and then once they're being more comfortable and inappropriate okay now maybe you can look into a daycare but these are the things i need you to check when you go there which is what we kind of discussed last time right so and and you know that's a that's a biggie don't just think daycare is a great thing it's gonna Mm -hmm. fix your dog's behavior issues if if your dog has behavior issues 90 percent of the time if you're not addressing those issues that's going to make them worse yeah absolutely Uh, they have more to show off yeah yeah Yeah. it's going to make them worse and you can't fix them while our staff (laughs) does is knowledgeable about behavior they cannot they're not trainers yeah and we have to again manage the pack as a whole so we can't dedicate the time to just one dog right working on their behavior it's dangerous because then yeah. yeah Other people. Well, no, everyone's teaching everyone bad behavior. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. just a hot mess. And yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, how about the dogs? Let's say you have a dog that comes in um, that is sitting in the corner, mm-hmm. not engaging or socializing with anybody, just sitting in the corner and uh, not laying down, not relaxed, super stressed. More mm-hmm. just like introvert dog? Um, well, those are two, 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 different different two different things. Two different things. If, so if they're sitting, it depends on the body. Yeah, sorry. Okay. So it is different. So an introvert is going just to chill out. I just want to go hang out. I just yeah. want to go hang out by myself in the corner, but they're but relaxed. Like, but yeah. like, you know, supervising. Right. Introverts, they don't need to be social. They in the group. They yeah. kind of go and, hey, what's up? But the ones that are sitting in the corner and it's going. It's just building stress. Yeah. Yeah. It is just building stress for that, and it's kind of like a ticking time bomb because they're going at some point in time, they're going to react in one way or another, and they're not happy. Right. So a lot of we have we have people that come to us and go, you know, I want to bring them for the social skills. They are a bundle of nerves, and right. I think if I can get them around other dogs, they can start to learn how to be a dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, not around a big group of dogs. And, yeah, so my yeah. biggest pet peeve, and I've said it before, I'm going to keep saying it, yeah. your dog was born a goddamn dog. Right. You can't make it anymore a dog. Right. Yeah. Right. So putting it in a bunch of dogs doesn't make it a dog. Yeah. Doesn't make it's it already a dog. dog. The personality is going to take a role right. on whether or not it can handle that. If I were to take any introvert and put him in a social setting... They're, they might not talk to mm-hmm. people. They're just going to be there and hang out. My wife will That's just sit I there. Right. right. You too. Laura just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> we go to an event. Laura, if I go we with Laura to an event, she just sits there and she doesn't say anything. She's got to be like poked and prodded. <laughs> and I will come home super tired. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's um, very stressful. If I were to take somebody who was socially afraid, uh-huh. it, those phobias, right? Yeah. We have a lot of people that are afraid to go out in public. 
If I were to take one of those people and put them in that same type of event, while Laura would deal with it just by giving her resting mm-hmm. mare face. That resting yeah. mare face that she has, she could deal with it. She's not uh, she's not gonna put herself in Not shutting down. down. Right. No. Yeah. But if I take somebody socially anxious and put them in that same event, they're gonna be exhausted, traumatized, and they're not gonna want to do it go out again. And it's gonna take them a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the same thing with dogs. So taking a very socially anxious dog and putting them in a daycare for social skills is dumb. Right. And we will tell people. Yes, I did say that. We try to tell people that that before they even come in. And that's where we have paperwork and we learn to interpret paperwork. You know, granted, people don't always fill it out completely. No, we know that. Um, Unless you're me filling out paperwork and I write a novel for it. I do. I do. I laugh because when people fill out paperwork, at first I'm like, oh my God, they wrote so much. I'm like, this is what I would have done. But. You just, we will be the first to tell you that this is, they need to start someplace else before coming into our environment. And the environment may never be right. Right. Because it is not, if your dog is already nervous in those situations, very rarely are, is it going to make it better? Right. And, you know, like we discussed last week on our podcast, we, we talked about that saying you know, if your dog is nervous, social anxious, and the daycare that you're going to says, this is perfect mm-hmm. for them, I can take your dog and throw it in a pack of dogs and it'll start to become social. Run away from that daycare. Yeah. 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 Run the hell away. not going to be a good it's option. Not, it, it's not safe. Right. Uh, it, again, it's not healthy as a whole. Yeah. But it just, your dog may come home tired. But it's because they're emotionally right. just stressed and aware and worn out mentally. Put me yeah. on a plane. I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. sleep for two days because I'm super, <laughs> super anxious about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I do, I do. I don't. Yeah. I will sleep for two days of my vacation if I ever get on an airplane well, because I'm so worried. Put yeah. me in a hugely social situation <laughs> and I'm gonna sleep the whole next yeah. day. And, and that's the thing. Uh, yeah. That's how dogs are. So while we think that the dog is tired because it had so much fun. It's not. Yeah. If a if a daycare tells you uh, mm-hmm. your super social, fearful, shy dog mm-hmm. is going to excel in a daycare because it'll help them become social, I'm not joking when I say run. Right. Yeah. And another thing too is if you're looking for boarding, we have dogs come in for daycare, and we're also going to tell you mm-hmm. if we don't feel like our environment for the boarding is going to be right. Because your dog is going to be too stressed, especially if they're there for an extended period of time. Right. Yeah, it's going to be too stressful. Right. For yeah. Your dog. It is going to be super important to pay attention to how your dog feels, right? And so, like, we have people that want to do uh, boarding and same train. We talked about that in an early podcast. Yeah. Um, in we'll literally in some say situations, no. Right. In some yeah, situations, no. it's not going to be healthy for your dog. Yeah. If your dog is going to get stress diarrhea the entire time it's here, now kind of normal for them to get an upset yeah. belly. Uh, you know, after boarding, that is totally normal. Right. It happens in every Especially season. the first time. It happens yeah, yeah, yeah. in every facility because it's a transitional thing. Right. You know. But if but it's constant. If it's constant. The, no. And no. the dog is whining and drooling and chewing on the bars and... Shake, uh, like constant shaking. shaking. Right. If, yeah. if your dog's going to show that kind of They're behavior... They're going to get sick. Right. Yeah. In a boarding like a, facility, they shouldn't board. Get a pet yeah. sitter. Yeah. Yeah. And we will definitely tell folks that too is... 
Find somebody to stay at your house because your dog is miserable. Pet sitters, um, if your dog cannot handle the boarding, pet sitters are the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, granted, I have a training facility. Right. And my dogs can stay here, which we all learned over the summer. Um, Because I didn't have a house. Because I didn't have any house. But they were here and my staff, my my dogs already know my staff. Right. Now, the question came up with Sherika and I, um, what if I didn't have a training facility and we didn't have a place to live for three months? And I was like, well, I'd be living in an RV with my right. dogs. Right. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't be much space, but I'd be doing it. Have to be because my dogs, I don't think, would feel comfortable in a boarding facility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're used to being handled all the time. If I don't have a house, I can't have a pet sitter. Got it. But yeah. if I have a house. And I prefer, I prefer having a pet sitter come and take right. care of my dogs. Right. And I, yeah. They're I comfortable. Mean, it just, the, basically, you want your dogs to be wherever they're comfortable. Right. Again, my dogs will stay at Dogtown because they're there every day. And, and the same fine. thing with my dogs, Except right. for Tula because she travels. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> my but I have a pet sitter at home to take care of now that I have all these farm animals. But the dogs are actually more comfortable at Dogtown, so I leave them there. Yeah, uh, right. And you know, so here's the thing. I have people in San Antonio because I commute every day. So I do have a couple of guys that used to work for us that if we go somewhere, mm-hmm. Michael can come and watch yeah, my pack right. at my yeah. house because I mean, transporting ten dogs to a lot. Um, well, and when you Austin. used to have Mac, I mean, you had to just have someone be here with him. Yes, Mac used to stay here. He um, was fine here, but he needed a person here. Yeah, so then we, you would just have someone that was. Was here, even though they, he lived here, right? And he boards so here. He still needed a human, right? And yeah. some dogs do need that. Now I can take Tahoe and put that dog anywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. she'd be fine. I put Maskeen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Tony could go anywhere. Vincenzo, mm-hmm. yeah, a chocolate chip cookie. He could probably do it, but he prefers to come home with me. Right? Yeah, it's the human. He your, wants a human. Your Chi-Chi's and right. they would be overly stressed. Right. Flynn would be overly stressed. So it's stressed. not right for every dog. Daycare is not right for every dog. Boarding is not right for every dog. And that's dog. okay. Right. It is. It's <laughs> not a bad thing. Yeah. There's now, I mean, God, when I first started 35 years ago, we didn't have this many options. Yeah, there are so many options. Right. Now. Back to 35 years ago, you had a boarding facility that had indoor, it was kind of like shelter, indoor, yeah. outdoor runs. The runs. Yeah. Or a veterinary office. Uh-huh. And that's, when I think back to my dogs, I had them stay at the vet, and they had to stay in the same crate because they, they, had, they had to be together. But, I mean, they were both in a small crate, and they were still fine. Yep. But, you know, now we have created these... And don't, don't, get me, don't get me wrong. I'm very grateful <laughs> that everyone is double crazy because it yep. is my business. But it, there is a certain sense that... They will be, for the most part, you know, in different situations. You just have to know your dog. Right. And know. Right. And be honest where you about that. And know where you're yeah. taking them to and know that they, whoever you're leaving them with will be honest. You were going to say spoiled. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I say it all the time. My, dogs are, my dogs are spoiled to no end. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's true. They're going to crates. They're still going to crates. Yes. There's, so, there's, there's so many options now that you can pick the right option. Right. There are dog walkers that can come to your your yeah. place, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a, mm-hmm. a podcast coming up. Yeah. Um, dog walkers, good. How to find a good dog walker? Um, there are pet sitters. 
You do boarding. You do daycare. But if it's not right, don't do it. And there are even daycare, like, you know, granted, you need to, I don't know enough people to recommend somebody, but I know there's a lot of situations where there are people who even do small group daycare yep. and that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, uh, it's just you gotta research, you gotta exactly. look into it. And, and I, I, I sure think know. there are some pet sitters that will actually spend the day at your house. That's what, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that there are pet sitters now who will kind of create these small, and that's perfect yeah. for some dogs. You know, yes. there, I even saw an option just recently somebody goes around, takes your dog on hikes. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. Nice. I saw that recently. That's I've nice. seen that too. They, get, they come by and they pick them up and they go out for an all day hike. I'd love have. to be able to do that for. Four months here. Today, I mean, it's, it's yeah. nice today. Oh my God, it's nice. Nice. I love it. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of feeling. All of us Texans are like, yeah. thank God, yeah. it's ninety something. Exactly. <laughs> it's ninety-five. <laughs> it's the best. It's yeah. ninety-five. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Rock on. So uh, we really appreciate you coming out today. Yeah. We're so excited that you came out. Yeah, I appreciate you guys because I the influence that I've been able to get. From my own personal dogs and from dogs that we send to you guys too has shaped definitely how I've done with my own personal dogs has shaped how we've run the business. Yes. Yeah. So. And we just wanted people to hear from someone that's in the daycare business yes. to kind of understand the dynamics and uh, especially after we just hash out all of our things. Just <laughs> <laughs> you know, Laura and I yeah. don't have too many filters. Yeah, but next next week uh, we're also going to have an, another guest on to talk about the dog walker situation. Mm-hmm. So if daycare and, and boarding isn't an option, then what is something else you can do? And so we'll be having a, a, a guest on for dog walking. Right. So uh, I'm not going to end without saying... Rebecca, <laughs> I need your uh, your how they get in touch with you if oh, they need to. Yeah, it's like uh, okay. Um, She's like, oh crap. <laughs> so yeah, so we're uh, Austin Dogtown. It's backwards, but it's the website is dogtownaustin.com. So you can go there, and there are links to email us. You can email us at info at dogtownaustin.com. And that's the best way to get in touch, and we are happy to provide any information and talk you through the process, too. Because if you can tell us a little bit about your dog, we can tell you whether we think it'll be a good fit. And we can test it out, and we will still be the first to tell you whether or not we think it's a good fit. Yeah, I know. Rock on. Well, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank Thank you. you. Um, We're kind of excited about... you know, keep throwing these guests out there. Yeah. Um, we're we're trying to in in between for our listeners, as you all know, we're trying to hit some of our professionals. Um, mm-hmm. but we also are putting some clients up. Yep. Um, and if you haven't noticed, some of our professionals, professionals are clients. But it's it's good because we want everybody to get it from uh, not just a professional point, mm-hmm. but from an experience, an uh, owner experience too. So, uh, rock on! Uh, I really appreciate you Absolutely. coming out, and uh, y'all, uh, as always, if you have any questions at all, if you have any comments, if you want to send me love mail, hate mail, doesn't matter. Send it out info at caninetranslators.com. Info at the letter K, the number nine, translators.com. As always, remember to see your dog, hear your dog, in order to help your dog, and protect first. <laughs>